one for podcasting. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Number two, Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you until noon, just before. Uh, then an hour of cowherd before Murph and Andy slide in here at 1 o'clock. In about 15 minutes or thereabouts, we'll head to Dallas. Michael Swain, a Cyclone Alert, 24-7 Sports. Iowa State has come and gone. Their media, their, uh, media days over. They uh, Part of it yesterday. Kansas, by the way, Trent, supposed to be there today. Right. How Kansas-like, right? Their plane broke down. They couldn't leave. Oh, jeez. Couldn't get out of Lawrence or wherever they fly out of uh, to get to to get to Dallas. So they're Zooming. Can you imagine being a right beat writer, though, being there? And waiting for, yes. How awful that would be. No, there's no. Well, you're covering it. You're on a pretty bad beat to begin with. Right. It, <laughs> right. That's very true. Yeah, it hasn't seen a whole Who lot of success. Who drew the short star? Uh, uh, the short straw at the star. Right. <laughs> you got the Jayhawks football this year. No, I got basketball. You're doing football. I pull a little seniority. All right, let's get Travis Dvorak in here. Uh, from Wild Rose, he runs things out there and uh, in Jefferson. Grateful to have him here. First met him when he was running the Clinton Shop, if you remember that, going way, way back. Good to see you. Good to see you. Glad to be on. Uh, you're here for a couple of reasons. During the break, you presented me with the Bet Rivers. The Puck Drops Here trophy, and we'll tweet that out on the Miller and Condon. Make sure you tag Bromel Camp and Morehouse. Have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, work, I'm working on that right now. I'm trying to find all the participants and make sure they all get tagged on Todd this one. Todd Kirk at the Action yes, Fanatics. Yeah. And who, uh, oh, there was a couple of guys. I have no idea who they are. There was an Eastern uh, Quad Cities radio station that I was in with. Um, I think because there was only two of us from Central Iowa, right? Todd Kirk and myself. Correct, correct. And everybody else was out east. Look, Morehouse, big hockey fan, so was Bromel Camp. Uh, but it was fun, and thank you to Bet Rivers for doing that. You're getting, I think anyways, um, I think the media is just lapping this thing up, Travis. The back and forth. The uh, There's pride in this thing. We all want to win this damn thing. I don't care what anybody says. Um, Justin Smool's got a lead now on Trent, and uh, he's a little down in the mouth here today because he was leading grumpy. throughout. He wants to have that seat at the champion's dinner. But whoever came up with the idea, uh, I, I hope it's working out and you guys are happy the way it's going because I think you're getting uh, a bang for your buck, if you will. Yes, uh I uh, talked to Bet Rivers. They absolutely love it. You know, the first contest we did, it was just our retail, mm-hmm. and you won that one. Yep. And uh, Trent came close, and <sighs> and and we got, you know, we got two great sports betting minds right here in the studio right now. And then it just kind of evolved. We did a March Madness one. We had to call it March Mania, of course. But uh, Bet oh, Rivers yeah, right. said they wanted to be part of that one, and then it just exploded from there. And they loved how we did the bet the uh, the March Mania one with you guys. Uh, posting and get on the Twitter feed and advertising and talking about it and showing people, hey, this is Bet Rivers. This is their app. These are their promotions. These are their odds boost. And I love their odds boost. And these are all the things. And people were noticing and we're seeing more and more people going to the mm-hmm. Bet Rivers app and playing it. And I told these, talk to these Bet Rivers guys. They said, oh my God, that was so fun from their end. Do you, can you do more? And I said, <laughs> well, how about Stanley Cup and uh, NBA playoffs? They said, absolutely. So 
they got in. They 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 seeded all that money for you guys, and they said they're loving it, and they're we're gonna probably be doing some more. We got World Series coming up. We got college football, pro football. Um, we're gonna keep going with this one as long as we have fun. And, and I thank you to all the contestants. Uh, congratulations, Ken. You did win. Thank you. There is some question marks there. I get that. <laughs> Ken Miller did win. I will officially say Ken Miller did yeah. win that contest. Mark well, the tape. There were some. Not- I will also say I'm changing some rules. No. But Ken Miller did win the contest. <laughs> well, we anticipated that there might be some rule changes uh, in in the years ahead. But Another- you know what? You're allowed to bet futures, right? And, mm-hmm. Yes. And here's the thing. And I kind of feel bad for Bromel Camp and Morehouse and Company and those folks out east that don't get that don't pick up our show. But it was like it was no secret to the audience that we talked to from ten to noon that I was holding a couple of aces in my hand, and if all things work out as planned, I've got a trump card. Just when these guys are about to think they're going to start skating around the ice with this trophy, not so fast. Speaking of rules for a contest like this, and it's kind of fun to think forward. You know, if you guys maybe an ability to, hey, you got eight buddies that tailgate together and they want to do a contest like this. If that's something, you know, in the future that you guys at Wild Rose and Bet Rivers mm-hmm. or another one of the properties can put together, kind of an idea for the future. But, you know, it comes down to the end. I'm fighting small to get the NBA championship, the NBA playoff. So is Williams out? Is Chris out now? No, think? he's okay because he had. No, did he? Yes, he's okay because he bet the Bucks What about Andrew night. Downs? Because he was sniffing around. He's got around. some money, but he's in Mississippi. So he oh, can't bet. Right. Oh, that's yeah. unfortunate timing for him. Absolutely. So now, he, that's something I might have pulled. I might have gone, <laughs> gone out of state. I've gone out to a state where you can't wager, so you got that going on. But So as it pertains to the rules here, you're getting to the end. When you have to post your picks, who has to post their picks first? Because I personally, of course, would like to wait, see what Smool has for Game 5. Before I post mine, so what are we going to do? Rules here, Travis. Well, we are, we are. This is evolving. We've been doing this contest, <laughs> yes. and and uh, give me a little slack, please. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. This is something new we're trying, and it's evolved from a pick'em game that we did for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. which you two were in. Yeah. And then it's kind of just evolved since. Now we're doing what we're doing, and as we do this, I've sent out emails. And and Ken, you got that email. Hey, congratulations, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. How can we make this better? Yep. Um, Bromel Camp had a couple ideas. Um, as you can imagine. Um, <laughs> yes. And I'll do that at the end of the Pro Baller. I'll have some questions. And so we're going to probably keep adjusting this until we till we get it to where it's perfect for everybody. And, and it's just something that evolves. I mean, it's almost like having the owners of the NFL having a meeting every year mm-hmm. and talking about new rules. And so uh, – and it's, it's something I ask for all the contestants to participate in. I've asked all of you guys, well, what can we do to make this better? So the the big question might be is you get to uh, these finals here, and you we want to show everybody what's out there. It's kind of like poker tournament, show your chips. Mm-hmm. The question is, do we, ha- do we do something like, hey, we have a succession of who bets first, who bets second, who bets last? That's something we can talk about. We can say mm-hmm. when we get to the finals and we get to say the – when you're down to an elimination game, because that could be your last game to bet. Okay, post your bets, post your open bets, post your future bets. Let everybody know what's at stake here. And then maybe we'll sit there and say, I don't know if we want to go by whoever's in first place goes first or the first place goes last. Maybe who's got the most money goes last because that's the privilege of being in first place. But that's something we probably could hammer out, and maybe the next contest we we incorporate that because – I look at it two ways. You can look at it like like poker tournaments, show your chips. Blackjack tournaments, show your chips. And there's a succession on betting, who bets first, who bets last. 
Or we can treat it like now where it's kind of like final jeopardy where you know the balances and then you got to play offense and defense without knowing anybody else is going to bet. So, And honestly, we could have some bets, some contests one way and some contests mm-hmm. the other way and vary it up. But I think this is a working progress. And if, if we think we should go that route, we should try it and see what happens. So I'm, I'm very open to what's good for everybody and ultimately what's really good for the people that are watching Listening to KXNO, listening to Miller and Conning, getting on the Twitter, watch all your Twitter followers, because we're really doing this for them. And I think it's working. I do. And, I think mm-hmm. people are, you know, they might not be retweeting. They might be, in some cases, unfollowing your account because you're sick of hearing everything <laughs> like this. But at the same time, I think it's, you know, you can win. Look, I did win. And I've been a big future player, Travis. I've always bet that way. Um, the day that we were invited into the contest, and this was me. This is pilot error on my part. I couldn't log on. I couldn't figure out how to get into Bet Rivers. So Condon's trying to help me out. <laughs> He's my tech guy. <laughs> Not a real strong one right. by any means. And John Liebel. And I sent them both. A, I sent them both a text. I said, "Guys, I'm having trouble getting in here. Tampa Bay is nine to one to win the Stanley Cup, and I want to bet a future on them, and they won't be um, tomorrow morning." Do you remember that text I sent you? Yeah, absolutely. And I, because I think, honestly, if you can get nine to one, or if you like a team uh, in, the, in the start of a playoff, if you can identify a couple of clubs as I did, I made a significant wager on Colorado. I thought they would come out of the one side of the bracket. I thought Tampa Bay would come out of the other side of the bracket. So I invested heavily in those two teams. Colorado got bounced. Tampa walked or uh, skated around with the cup. Um, but I think you can win by betting futures, and I think that that shows betters out there that don't want to bet every game. Uh, yes, your money's tied up the entire the entire run, but at the end of it, you've got action on every game, and that's why I love futures, Trent. It's great. It is. It's an opportunity to to kind of be in the game all throughout, and you get that big payoff too. And it was funny. I was uh, just messing around last night looking at my account, and Bet Rivers has this. In fact, I, Travis, is this a state rule where you have to have in the app displayed somewhere the amount of money that you've wagered, the amount of money either won or lost. Because I found it on the DraftKings app through Wild Rose, and as I was... Overall, you yes, mean? Since, since, you, since you signed up? Since 2020, whatever that date was that I signed up, yeah. I had bet something like, it was like $27,500, and I had won $27,560. I was up like 60 bucks so on all my bets. So you're wondering if that's a state law. Yeah. So people, that's just good. You know what? It should be if it's not. Absolutely. I like that. Do you know if that is, Travis? Um, I don't know for sure because mm-hmm. uh, we take care of the retail. We don't take care right. of the online. Mm-hmm. That sounds very familiar to a casino floor rule that we have. Yeah. That's a great question for Brian Orelko to tell you yes or no. Well, we like to have I, him on. Mm-hmm. From the way you explained to me, it sounds like it is because I could see why. It, it goes back to like wins and loss statements that people get at the end of the mm-hmm. year. So I could see it for that reason. And we tag that's every a spot. Question. You know, if gambling problem, 1-800-BETS-OFF. Mm-hmm. So I wonder. I wonder if that, that is a rule. That's yeah, a I suspect point, right? it is, but ask Brian. Uh, so what are you guys seeing at, uh, at Wild Rose? I know you're, um, you know the, the online stuff. Um, you have to ask for DraftKings to, to finally get that information. So my point is you may not know this. Um, but what are you seeing as far as football? Is, are people starting to pick up as far as getting that excitement to bet Iowa State or to bet Iowa or whoever their team is as we get closer to football training camps and the NFL are underway two weeks from today. They'll be underway. Uh, are you seeing an uptick in business, Travis? We are. We are. We're getting close to football. People are getting hungry. I think as the Stanley Cup is over and the mm-hmm. NBA Finals is getting closer, 
Yeah, there's a World Series, but that's not till September, October. So people are now thinking football. I mean, we're having Big 12 days, obviously. Yep. and So you are seeing, at least through the apps so far, more so than the retail, people are starting to get on their apps, and they're starting to look at those futures. And you're seeing bets on Iowa versus Iowa State right now. Yeah, Iowa versus Indiana is a popular one right now. So it, it probably really won't start picking up until we get to about a week or two before that. But it's but you're starting to see some people pick up on that, um, especially with like DraftKings and Bet Rivers. They give you some alternative odds that you can pick on. So see people that. like to do that. What other the question I had? I know normally in past years it took a while before the FBS versus FCS games to be on the board. Here over the last I don't know five years or so, they're usually up, but not until the week of the game. Any anticipation from any of your guys' uh, skins that you have out there that you'll get a line for the UNI Iowa State game before we get to that final week? I know it'll probably be up at some point the week of, but any chance we'll get it even a couple weeks before the actual start of the game? I'm going to say yes and no. Um, they probably won't in their general operations, but what's great with the people we work with is I can request it and mm-hmm. go figure. I come to this radio station and Trent has a request. <laughs> yeah, probably. But that's Shocker, a great, isn't it? That's a great request. And actually, that's probably something I will definitely bring to Bet Rivers and definitely DraftKings. DraftKings just up, did an upgrade to all their software, and now they're going to have the ability to be, have even more stuff enhance the experience. And so I had a long talk with DraftKings last week and all the stuff they, that they can now do with their upgrade. And that'll be one of them is they can do some early lines like that. So this is something I can definitely ask DraftKings. Um, I'll definitely ask Bet Rivers as well. And I guess I'm going to guess that Circa will probably want to do that too because, you know, yeah. Mike Palm's a big yep. – he's an Iowa native. He, he might is. want to jump on that. You know, it, you guys – Trent and I said this early in the show this morning, just uh, the Wild Rose, the partnerships that you guys have. I'm not, not saying this since you're here. I said it before <laughs> you got here. But it's true. I mean, DraftKings is an 800-pound gorilla. Bet Rivers is up and coming. And Circa, I don't know what kind of um, – promotions that you're going to do with Circa, but man, oh man, that is a... If you like to bet on sports and you like to go to Las Vegas, and whether you stay on the Strip or not, you're going to get in an Uber, in a cab, and and go to downtown because what, what Circa has done, um, Derek Stevens is taking over sports wagering in Las Vegas, and I wasn't sure that can happen. He built an absolute shrine. It is a monster and a beast, and every I have yet to go there, but it's as advertised, what mm-hmm. everybody tells me. Um, Circa's coming, hopefully in August. We're hoping to have a, a launch party at the end of August here in Des Moines, um, West Des Moines, over at Wellman's, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and stay tuned, because there might be some incredible... <laughs> IRGC has yeah. paved the way so that teams like Circa, or companies like Circa, could do survivor pools, and that's a big deal out there. So um, I don't know, but I have a feeling Circa will probably bring in some survivor pools. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah, I do my, too. I just it sounds to... like Ken wants to do a contest on that. <laughs> uh, we may be already a couple of steps ahead. Uh, anyways, uh, I, I can't wait till they're here. Travis, again, thank you for a uh, your work for doing this. I can't read through. Are we going to call him the Miller Rule? <laughs> I thought about I it. I think so, yeah. yeah. I thought about that you it. can't bet futures. See all the only if you course, are, you just got to make sure you post. Well, I did all one. of them. I did one. All of them. You did one. Yes, I did, did post yes, one. Yes, he did. I, I did can post one. Um, <laughs> and the question you guys kept asking was, please post a screenshot of your balance. Yeah, and mine was zero. I was tapped out. 
should be pending bets. Well, I wasn't asked that question. Again. And that is my fault, and I take full responsibility. (laughs) So are you going to give Bromel Camp? Because he's pissed off. (laughs) Are you going to do anything for the kid? I will do this, if I may. And um, I should have asked that question. That is on my shoulders, so I take full responsibility (laughs) for it. And Bromo Camp and Morehouse did a great job. Yeah, they, they did. These guys. They love the game, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they know what they're doing. And they played it very well. And Just because not, I didn't ask that question, they, I think they thought that they were the two leaders. And yeah. they were playing kind of like a final jeopardy type of betting. Uh-huh. And not knowing that there was a $310 potential out there. <laughs> and had they known that, I don't know if they would have won. Because that's a tough one. They're still going to win, right. But I didn't give them the opportunity. Yeah. And so I felt bad. And so I, going back to my poker terms and stuff, I said, you know what, that kind of reminds me of a bad beat. So I said, Todd, you played well. Ken won. That is absolutely legit. But Todd, you played well. It's not a participation trophy. (laughs) We don't do participation trophies. But he's going to get a bad beat trophy. And if anybody plays poker, everybody wants to win that bad beat jackpot. Yeah. So then he gets a little, will he get a, uh, a seat at the champion's dinner? Because right now it's just me and Smool. Table for two? Can't probably, talk. but I'll probably seat small between you two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea, too. Travis, listen, you're always welcome here, whether you bring a trophy or not. Um, we love talking sports gambling uh, on this program. We love having you here. Uh, again, the relationship with Wild Rose and DraftKings and Bet Rivers and soon to be Circa. Yep. Speaking of money, time to go for the green here on Cakes. So no, right now you can win $1,000 by texting the keyword HOPE. To 200-200, that's hope to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Off to Dallas, Michael Swain, CycloneAlert.com, 24-7 sports, Big 12, Iowa State conversation. Next, it's 1460, KXNO1.com. If you plan to buy a franchise business or you're thinking of starting a new franchise, there's a lawyer right here in central Iowa that can help you through the process. Rush Nigget, a brick gentry law PC, has set up an affordable service to help individuals considering buying or starting a franchise business. Learn more online at rushonbusiness.com. Let Rush Nigget help you buy or start your franchise. Rush Nigget, the franchise lawyer with brick gentry law PC. It's good. You can see it. Picture it, the building you've always wanted, an expansion of your existing business, a new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at GraphiteGRP. It's 8221. Some roofing companies come and go like a passing storm. Here today, gone tomorrow. Not Wolf Roofing. Wolf Roofing has been serving Central Iowa since 1993, from basic repairs to complete re-roofing projects. Wolf Roofing has the expertise to get your job done right. We have a team of highly trained and certified people, both in the field and behind the scenes, who care about your project. For a job done right, get the professionals at Wolf Roofing a call at 225-8866 or find us on the web at... Where's today? Now back to Miller and Condon. On 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM, here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back. 11.30, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Thank you to Wild Rose, to Bet Rivers, Travis Dvorak for coming in and uh, spending the last uh, segment with us. Let's head to Dallas. Michael Swain is standing by. 
24-7 sports cyclone alert. He is there. He's covering Big 12 Media Days, Iowa State, uh, one of the teams in the spotlight yesterday. Michael, Trenton, Ken, thanks for taking time out of Big 12 Media Days to join us here. How are you, Michael Swain? I'm doing great. I'm calling you guys from somewhere in the bowels of Jerry World, but it's been a really busy kind of first day, first few hours of day two, so really excited to kind of see what today brings. It's such a massive stadium, isn't it? I mean, and you guys are just taking up, I'm assuming, a tiny little section of it. It's so damn big. Um, Is that the first time you've been there? I was actually down here for the Big 12 title game in December, so... It's different. They got us on the field this time around, so it's different kind of getting the perspective of being like a player in the Big 12 title game where you see just how cavernous the stadium is. But, yeah, this is the second time here, but it's a really nice stadium in general. Well, let's get into uh, what you're there for, and that's, of course, boy, Matt Campbell had a really good quote, uh, quote that went viral. Uh, uh, Brees Hall was terrific, uh, likewise with Eisworth being down there, really representing Iowa State, as, as he was assumed that they would. Give us a couple of your takeaways from listening to the players and then Matt Campbell before we branch out and maybe talk about uh, some of the other things you heard yesterday. But as far as Iowa State, uh, what you heard uh, – uh, any any answer surprise you? Not surprise me. I think it was interesting that we made it two questions without Matt Campbell being asked about his future <laughs> at Iowa State, and that's where that kind of really good quote came, where he basically said, you know, we got in this profession to do something, not be somebody. Um, and I think that that's really on par with what he said. Anytime he's been asked about kind of the, his future at Iowa State, it's, you know, he's not really your normal coach. He's not looking to take the next step up the ladder, quote-unquote. Um, but as for kind of my big takeaways, I thought Brees Hall was really impressive. Just um, I was told this is actually only his second or third time doing in-person media during his Iowa State career. And they had us in front of, you know, he was in front of maybe 10, 15 media members in like this breakout session, getting kind of peppered with questions. Um, I thought he handled it really well, gave some really, really good answers. Um, I wrote about kind of one of his quotes that he said, you know, where I would much rather win a Big 12 title than a Heisman Trophy um, and really talked a lot about team success over personal success. Um, I thought he was real impressive. I thought Greg Eisworth was a lot more loose than we saw him maybe last year on Zoom even. Um, he was really good talking about you know his favorite spot, playing safety, um, even talking about the, kind of his own goals for this season. Just in general, was really kind of impressed with the way that those guys handled their first in-person media in well over a year. Speaking of Iceworth, there was something that really jumped off to uh, Matt Campbell just mentioning him. I think it was one of his first comments of the day and just talking about his impact to the program and what mm-hmm. he has meant. He is a guy that is going to put up ridiculous numbers. He's got an opportunity to be a four-time All-Big 12 selection. I don't know how many of those have been in Iowa State history. Oh, this would be the first. Yeah, I, you would guess so. He's been that impactful and not just what he is as a football player, but as a leader, take us a little deeper and as you also got to know more about Greg Iceworth. Yeah, and I think the quote was transformational leader is what mm-hmm. Matt Campbell said. And it was interesting kind of hearing Greg Iceworth's perspective on it because he is kind of, for lack of a better word, an old head at this point, right? He's one of the older guys on the team. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in his fifth year of college football or maybe even six. I'd have to go back and look if he redshirted. But um, he's someone that really is now trying to take a role of trying to bring others along with him in terms of leadership. One of the things that he talked about was now that he knows this is going to be his last season, he's really focused on trying to get some of the younger safeties like Craig McDonald, Kimani King, um, some of those guys, getting them more comfortable being in these leadership roles to where it's not necessarily one of these things where Eisworth has to, you know, when he leaves, it's a big gap. You know, he wants to make it a seamless transition for when he does leave at the end of this season. And he's someone that, in terms of his leadership style, 
Um, it seems like he's one that is, of course, going to bring guys along with him, but he's not afraid to hold people to a standard. I think that's something that's really stood out, too, is just is really, really going to be a guy that's going to be tough on guys, but also kind of show them some love off the field as well. Uh, Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports, uh, is our guest. Michael, I saw some uh, some stuff. I think I read uh, Chris Williams down there for Cyclone Fanatic, of course, and here uh, afternoons uh, on the Fanatics. Um, what, what's the scuttlebutt amongst some of the other media members uh, or national, whether they be national or they cover another team, not necessarily sold on Brock Purdy. Did you catch up? Did you, um, you know, were you privy to any of those conversations uh, as far as some of the, you know, some skepticism about Iowa State's quarterbacks who, you know, depends who you ask, um, might be the greatest Iowa State quarterback of all times. Um, did you hear any of the, the blowback against Purdy? I think I heard a few questions asked by media members to Matt Campbell and some of the other players where um, I think if you look purely at the numbers and you don't watch Brock Purdy over the course of this season, you look at his numbers and you see that more or less, you know, he regressed in certain areas over the course of his Iowa State career. You know, now last season was his most efficient season as a passer in terms of his completion percentage, but there are definitely some other numbers there that indicate kind of a downward trend. But I think to keep the whole, you know, kind of the big picture in perspective, right? I think the start of last season was so weird that Louisiana game, he was not great. Mm-hmm. He had a really bad first half against Baylor. But if you watched Iowa State down the stretch last year, when Iowa State was going and blowing out teams like West Virginia that had great defenses, um, and even in the Big 12 title game, you saw kind of the Jekyll and Hyde of Brock Purdy. But when Brock Purdy is playing at his best, Iowa State is a really, really hard team to beat because, of course, you have Brees Hall, you have the offensive line, Charlie Kohler, Xavier Hutchinson. But uh, I can understand why from afar you may say, well, Brock Purdy really hasn't improved. He hasn't developed like one would think. You know, you think about this time, you know, last year, you know, 13 months ago, people were talking about him possibly being a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that the narrative maybe, for lack of a better term, has maybe shifted a little bit to where I think Brock Purdy himself, you know, has talked about it this spring where he knows that there are some areas where he needs to improve. It's decision-making. It's making sure that he doesn't force plays when they can't happen. And I think to some degree that comes with trust. And now you get a full season with Xavier Hutchinson. There's no, like, Zoom meetings you have to do while everyone's in quarantine at their homes. You know, so I do think that this is one of those things where from afar it's really easy to pinpoint Brock Purdy and say, well, he's kind of the, not the weak link, but, you know, he hasn't necessarily developed. But I think if you really know kind of Iowa State football and Brock Purdy, I think you understand how important he is. One of the questions that was asked, and I think a lot of the Big 12 media away from the local media, wondering about going from being the hunter, going after those big dogs, mm-hmm. and now having that target on their back. Certainly it was a conversation there. What did you think of the response from Campbell as he was asked that, I think, a couple of different times? Yeah, I think he gave the very, very kind of generic response to that, where he says more or less that, you know, we've been successful the last few years in the Big 12. It's not something where they went from being a 3-9 and nine team to that 9-3 and three team all of a sudden over the course of one season. There has been development and growth over the course of the last few years to where that upward trend continued to last season. And now Iowa State just kind of has to continue that trend, and I think that will happen if you look at the way that they've handled themselves, talking about the expectations, Brees Hall talking about being a Heisman contender. Um, this is now a veteran team, and I think Matt Campbell said it really well, that Iowa State is going to be at its best when they have their most veteran team. And I don't think there's going to be a more veteran team in college football, at least the Big 12, than Iowa State this year. You look at someone like Bill Con- Connolly's kind of returning production percentage. Iowa State has the most returning production in the Big 12, 88% of their total production from last year's back, which lends itself to being a more veteran team. So I think Iowa State is one of those teams that is built to be able to kind of withstand having the quote-unquote target on their back. 
Who uh, preseason player of the year? I know Mike Rose was defensive uh, preseason player of the year. Did Rattler get the call offense or did Brees Hall? Uh, Spencer Rattler did. Yeah, and that would have been my choice. Yeah, too. it's probably um, I don't right. Have like one of those preseason ballots, but I do think that that was the right choice. You look at what the importance of a quarterback right. in the Big Twelve. You know, he's going to put up ridiculous stats. He's going to be a top ten draft pick this you know next spring. Where I think you could say that you know Brees Hall winning it last year very deserved, but I think if you're kind of projecting into this year, mm-hmm. I think Spencer Rattler is just going to put up some insane numbers. Well, you I mean you think what Iowa State went that is, is going to take the field with right in the big in the Big Twelve? Um, I, I, I see Phil Steele's got Brock Purdy second team All Big Twelve, Brees Hall first team running back, Xavier Hutchinson first team run, uh, a wide receiver, Charlie Kohler first team tight end, uh, defensive side of the football. Mike Rose was the defensive uh, preseason player there. It's just. It's just another one you can add to that list of, wow, this has never happened to Iowa State before. But it's, I mean, the offense is absolutely loaded, Michael, as you well know. I, I, I can't poke holes in it, and I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to try and find something that, well, you got to shore up this. Usually it's the offensive line. There was a period of time that Iowa State's got the most pedestrian wide receiver core uh, in, in the conference. Um, this is entirely different. It is, and I think if you're an Iowa State fan, I think the encouraging part is going to be the phrase that the coaching staff has used kind of throughout their tenure in Ames, which is players' formations plays. They're not going to try and fit a square peg into a round hole. They're going to try and find the best ways to make the team that they have work. You know, And so last season, that was really relying on Brees Hall in the running game. Well, you know for a fact that defensive coordinators in the Big 12 are not going to let Brees Hall run for 150 yards and two touchdowns every game, right? They're going to game plan for him. So what's Iowa State going to do? They're going to find the best way to get other players involved and put them in a position to be successful. Um, and I think that, that if you look at like what Tom Manning has done in his time as offensive coordinator, um, they've done a really good job of that, of adapting the offense to the strengths that they have. And it just so happens now that this offense has a ton of strengths that they can really build around. So Iowa State finishes up yesterday. Are you stringing? Are you helping out any other programs for 24-7? What's, what's today like for you on the Cyclone beat? What else you got going on? Yeah, so um, once we finish up here, I'll go back write some more stuff. And then kind of when they get into the breakout sessions later this afternoon, I've got some ideas of stuff I'd like to ask some of the other players on defense and offense. Obviously, Kansas is not here, um, yeah, but there crazy. are will be four other teams that are here. Um, and so I'll try and get some stuff on them and get their opinions of Iowa State because Yesterday, I was very much Iowa State-centered, was at all the press conferences for the entire time, and today is more of a day for me to kind of branch out, write some stuff, but also maybe try and see what other people think of Iowa State. You know, another talker that seemed to come up, uh, um, I think Eisworth and Brees Hall both said they've put on 10 pounds and they're faster, and that seemingly is mm-hmm. one of the off-season stories. And I think you've mentioned that to us before, Michael Swain from 247sportscyclonealert.com. In one of our weekly uh, conversation, you've mentioned uh, Dave Andrews, right? The, the, uh, the strength and conditioning director of uh, strength and conditioning um, You've you've mentioned what he has meant to this program. So seemingly, it's not just these two. There's a roster full of guys that are bigger and faster this year. A hundred percent. And I've got a new name for you guys. Freddie Walker is one of the strength and conditioning coaches, kind of in under Dave Andrews' umbrella. And Brees Hall credited him with helping his speed. Okay. You know, Dave Andrews this spring said that Brees Hall got more giddy up. You know, more horsepower. And so I asked Brees Hall yesterday when I got him off to the side for a few minutes. You know well, who's helped you 
you know, develop that speed and really, you know, make sure that you are a faster player. And he's like, well, Freddie Walker's done a bunch of stuff. They've done a lot of focus on his hamstrings. He's done a lot of yoga, Pilates to make sure that he's flexible and able to, you know, put his foot in the ground and go and be loose. Um, so I think that overall the strength and conditioning staff, I, you know, you obviously can't speak highly enough of what they've been able to do. I mean, you look at the updated roster, how many defensive backs put on eight, nine, ten pounds. It's not only Greg Eisworth, it's just about every defensive back put on some good weight, which now you're looking at guys that instead of being, you know, six foot, 200, six foot, 195, these guys are now six foot, you know, 205, six foot, 210. These are just bigger guys. And of course, you're not going to be able to maintain all that throughout the course of the football season just because you're going to be so active. But I think it's an encouraging start, you know, starting weight for the season compared to years past. We talked with you a little bit last week, Michael, about the momentum that they have in recruiting. I know you do so much of that with 24-7. Is that a question you've been able to get out or anything more? Kind of on the recruiting side and if they're doing anything differently. Yeah, I did ask Matt Campbell about it yesterday, and he kind of gave a, just kind of one of his more generic answers about recruiting, that they're always going to be more of a developmental program. Um, but I don't think they've done anything necessarily different. I think they've kind of continued their plan of trying to find guys that I think fit the culture, but also fit the mold of what they look for at certain positions. Um, and I think they've been able to have a lot more success with that because of the facilities. Now they have, you know, that new building being open and their ability to sell guys on, Hey, look, we're a top 10 program right now. Like, why wouldn't you want to come and join us and help us continue to build this thing? Because I think that that's the thing too, is I think Chris Hummer for us wrote a good story about that, where Iowa state's window is open right now. Right. But I think the marquee of being a one of those premier programs in college football is can you still be an elite team when you lose so much on both sides of the ball? And so I think that could be also a little bit of a recruiting pitch where you're saying, hey, people don't believe that we can continue to be you know, one of these top 25, top 15, top 10 perennial programs. Well, why don't you come here and we can prove them all wrong? And I think that that's something that they can maybe lean on um, because I think who doesn't want to be a part of that? Uh, last thing, Michael, I will let you get back to work. I, I keep seeing a lot of this name, Jalen no- Noel, Noel, uh, a, a receiver, and I think he's, he's a true freshman, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Is he got a chance to see the field this year? 100%. He definitely does. Um, funny story about him. I was talking with one of our Kansas State writers who, got to, who does a lot of stuff in Kansas City, and this was back when Jalen Noel was a sophomore. Um, he went out to their high school at Park Hill and asked some of the active varsity players, who's the best player on the field? And this was when Johnny Wilson, who is at Iowa State right now, he was also on the team. But they went and pointed to Jalen Knoll, and he was only a sophomore at the time, and they said that he was the guy to watch out for. And it seems like, from things I've heard, it seems like he's someone that has really hit the ground running at Iowa State. He's charismatic. Nate Shieldhouse this spring really complimented his mental side of the game, where he's really willing to learn, always asking really good and intelligent questions. So he's definitely a name to know for Iowa State fans this fall. Uh, Michael Swain is a name to know for Iowa State coverage. CycloneAlert.com, 24-7 sports. Michael, thanks for what you do for us down there. We'll uh, hopefully be able to track you down next week. Thank you, Michael Swain. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Always appreciate it. Good to talk to you, Michael Swain. 24-7 sports, CycloneAlert.com. Good stuff from down there in Dallas. It's uh, 11.45. We'll come back. You know what I'm seeing a lot of when you, some of the forecasters are out W and Ling, mm-hmm. uh, wins and losses, they go through the entire schedule. You know what game seemingly, there's one on the schedule that pops up that you look at it and you think, well, there's a win. But I've seen a lot of folks that are putting that in the loss column based on one aspect you know what that is tc big 12 game it is a big 12 game close game last year for iowa state um i I don't think so i don't 
believe Can- so. Kansas State? No, it's Texas Tech. And the reason they put it there... Sandwich it's, game. It's a sandwich yes. game. It's between Texas and Oklahoma. And it's on the road. And it's... <laughs> you come, you put know, Texas at home. Um, I don't know, man. That's... So Maybe, I brought this up with Chris on Monday when I was with him. Yeah? Is... I can make, I think, a compelling argument of 10 of the games that could be losses for Iowa State. And Iowa State fan, of course, took it as I said, they're going 2-10. and ten. No, that's not what I said. But you can make a case, mm-hmm. realistically, it's not a stretch for 10 of the games that you can say they could lose this, and here's reason X, Y, and Z. I don't think it's a stretch, and that's one of them. Texas Tech, come on. Sandwich game. How many times in college football... There's no way Ohio State's going to Purdue and losing. There's no way they're going to Kinnick and getting beat. And not just get beat, got absolutely clubbed. That was Ohio State with the Bosa on one side and (laughs) as good of a defensive line as Uh I see, and they got clubbed. Boat raced. That can happen in college Mm -hmm. football. So it's not a stretch. And that goes back to the point I continue to make. The margin is incredibly thin. for, For everybody. Yes. For everybody. And Iowa State... It's another level. We're not talking about, though they were ranked in the top 10 last year, this is not a perennial top 10 team. The amount of depth that you can have, mm-hmm. the injury luck that can go one mm-hmm. way, one bad injury can derail this very quickly. And you're not 10-2, and two, you're 7-5. and five. Mm-hmm. Just go back two years ago. Yeah, I, um, I'm not sure I can find 10, um, but I get your point. I get the, look, Outside the, of Kansas. Week one, you and I. We saw it, two years ago. week one. Mm-hmm. It was triple overtime? Yes. Quadruple overtime? A lot of overtime. Matt Campbell has a loss uh-huh. to you and I uh-huh. in his career. I know a different program, but you and I, they got a, a potential first-round draft pick on their offensive line. Their offensive line's going to be pretty good. they got two quarterbacks now mm-hmm. that have experience. What are they going to look like? I think a pretty salty defense. Would you be shocked if we look up at the middle of the third quarter and it's 2017? Because I wouldn't. See, I would be. I think they're gonna, I think they're going to run them out of the building. But... It's week one, and week one has not been kind to Matt Gamble. It has not. We shall see. Well, it's going to be fun to talk about it right to September the 4th, is it not? Uh, that game Was that one of the games that was moved? That was, there were some schedule, yeah, there were some schedule changes that came up. I know Cyhawks 3.30. Yes, and I think they changed both of them, if I'm not mistaken. Um, maybe, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look. But I know that there was some schedule changes. Cyhawk being the most important one of all. ABC, 3.30 in the afternoon for that one. Uh, will Trent bet Red Sox? Yeah, well, he'll bet one of them. We'll no, find no. I, you're, not, you're staying away from the bases. I got different bets. Okay, well, we'll find out next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106. No. Trent Condon here with you. There's two kinds of rental property owners. The do-it-yourself guy and the renter's warehouse guy. You know DIY guy. He insists on handling everything himself, even if it makes him miserable. Renter's warehouse guys are a lot happier because they let my friends at renter's warehouse handle all their property management headaches. Like when a tenant clogs a crapper, DIY guy grabs a plunger, heads over, opens the lid, and nearly passes out. Renner's Warehouse guy, he lets Renner's Warehouse handle it. When tenants are late with rent, DIY guy interrupts his workday to call them, email them, text them, until he's wasted his entire day. While Renner's Warehouse guy lets Renner's Warehouse handle it. And when a tenant has an emergency at 3 in the morning, DIY guy has to roll out of bed and handle it himself. Because when you're a DIY landlord, your tenant's problems are always your problems. Renner's Warehouse guy, he sleeps. Sleep soundly through the night. When it comes to your property management, let Renner's Warehouse handle it. Get your free 
rental price analysis at renterswarehouse.com today. That's renterswarehouse.com today or call 515-528-44. Restrictions apply. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.tv. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.tv. CISN TV, the home for live. Area of Waukee. So of the program, thanks to Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports. I like that kid, Trent. He hustles. <laughs> Works really hard over there at CycloneAlert.com. Uh, all right, so there's only one baseball game tonight. ESPN has it, 6 o'clock. What did you say, 6.08 first pitch? 6.08, yep. Yankees, uh, and then we get back to a full slate of baseball Who's tomorrow. Who's tonight? I haven't even looked at it. You know what? It. I haven't either. I'm... I, I don't know. Kind of get that respite of baseball, which is not a bad thing. No, I, this is a long season, right? I'll look while you're telling us who you're wagering on. Well, I'm going to uh, jump on the Gold Cup again this evening. I cannot bet on the U.S. to get a tie because, well, they are a huge, huge favorite. How big of a favorite? Uh, it was minus 1,400 this morning mm. when I looked, or maybe it was last and night. And this is soccer, not basketball. This so is soccer, right. yes. Uh, minus 2,500 Jeez. is what they currently are. A draw 18-1 to 1 against Montanique. I'm not going to go that direction. I am going to bet on your Canadians, though. They're a big favorite. <laughs> They're minus 310. So I might tie it in. In fact, I'm going to do some research on the baseball. You know, you can take the night off. Ew. You you could. You can take a night off of this thing. Well, though. and I really have a lot out there because I made over 25 bets on the British Open. <laughs> it was a little aggressive. It's easy to do, right? You just go, well, I like this guy. I have 10 bucks on the top 10 finisher. Whoops. Yeah, and you look down and you go, holy crap, I've got to, this guy's got to win the tournament for me to break even. I had a lot more money earlier. Uh, Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. Fanatics at three. You're hosting? I am. Back today. Uh, Trent Condon at three. And then Barnstormer Weekly tonight with Joe Stacy and company. We're Miller and Condon weekdays from 10 to noon. Thanks for being with us on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.